Okay, so if you feel like somebody's watching you, they probably are. We now know and we can confirm that if you're at the airport and you're conservative, there's a, a great chance that you might be on a terror watch list and the U.S. Marshals might actually be following you at the airport. Um, sadly, for my next guest, he knows it. Uh, he's become the victim of being put on a terror watch list, even though he is not at all a terrorist. Uh, and... And we're gonna we're gonna get into those details. So let's bring in uh, my friends, Sonia Labasco. She is the executive director of the Air Marshal National Council, as well as JD Rivera. You might be familiar with him, guys. We've told you a couple of stories related to JD. He is a J six defendant as well as a veteran. Uh, so thank you both for being here. There's so much to get into. Uh, JD, um, you are someone our audience is quite familiar with because I've told your story several times and all the difficulties you've had to go through since January 6th. Just a reminder, you, on January 6th, you were a videographer and you were filming in the Capitol that day. And of course, because you are a conservative, likely also a target because you are a Christian and uh, a great husband, father, and a veteran, uh, you were prosecuted by the Department of Injustice and they put you in prison for being inside the Capitol that day. And since then, your life has been um, over surveilled. Um, you, you've suffered many financial disappointments with the VA pulling benefits, as we've discussed with our audience. But most recently, you learned that you are on a watch list. And it's quite interesting because you told me you were going in the airport prior to your flight that you were taking over the weekend. And uh, I reached out to Sonia and actually asked her for some advice to see if you were put on a watch list. So she gave us some tips and I wanna go through how we figured this out. Uh, first up, JD, you sent me this screenshot. It is of your flight. You checked in through Delta and we have that right here. And you were told that um, unfortunately you couldn't get your check-in boarding pass, uh, the digital version of it that you'd have to go to the counter to check in. And then when you did that, you got this lovely thing right here. So let's pull up that boarding pass that you received. Now for yeah. most people at home, you might not know what this is here. JD, uh, how did you detect that you were on a watch list? Uh, originally, um, they, it, when you go to a counter and you check in, it doesn't take roughly 30, 45 minutes. Usually it takes about five minutes at the at the most, depending on how much stuff you have to, to board on with. But um, sitting there at the counter when I'm speaking to the uh, the lady that was there, she was, had to make a phone call. Again, we're talking about 30, 30 45 minutes as time has passed just to find out, um, you know, she even told me at that time, you know, I, 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 she goes, I don't know exactly what's happening, but for whatever reason, they have you on some type of list. So we got to make sure that we take care of this the right way. It was really, you know, they, they don't even know what's going on at the at the airport themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Sonia, I wanted to get your take on this. Can we pull up that boarding pass, please, one more time? I want to show our audience this boarding pass. And I want Sonia to explain to our audience uh, the clearest indicator as to you're on a watch list. Uh, what here tells you, Sonia, that he's on a watch list? Okay. So if you look at the, the right-hand corner, you're going to see quad S's. That's four S's. That's SSS. When you see that on your boarding pass, you should automatically know that you have been put on a watch list and that you will you will be denied certain rights that others who are traveling uh, are going to receive. Even though you paid full fare for your ticket, you're at the airport early, you're doing everything like a normal traveler would, you're going to be put through certain situations. 
And one of the first indicators is you cannot check in remotely or online. Yeah, yeah. And that's super important for our audience to understand. Um, and, and JD, it's not just you going through this. Actually, the Uncover DC did a story on this at the same time when we were all coordinating to figure out what was going on with JD and how to figure out if he was added to this watch list. Um, the great reporters over at Uncover DC, uh, Wendy Mahoney, actually was talking to somebody else. A baby was put on the watch list too. And the only reason why we know this is because uh, this individual, it was a J6er traveling with his wife and his child. The child who was uh, a couple of months old wasn't even um, born on January 6th and yet somehow ended up on this watch list. And we have the three boarding passes right here. And you guys could see that on each of the boarding passes, it's the four S's in the corner. So that's element number, yep, there you go. And so they have the, th the four S's in the corner. It's on all three boarding passes. And, and the real clear indicator here as well is that the wife booked her flight separate and so did the baby, well, the baby, obviously. Um, and so obviously just alone, just based on the fact that her spouse was a J6er, she's now on this list. And so she sees those four S's in the corner of both of their boarding passes plus the baby. It's quite disturbing. Um, you know, I wanted to reach out to TSA to kind of get some details on all of this because, Sonia, you've come on the absolute truth with Emily Robinson a couple of times and you've explained um, how this all came about, how J6ers, even if you, didn't, if, you didn't, if you didn't even attend the rally, your name was submitted by TSA to be added to this list and how they did some maneuvers around the domestic terrorist uh, labels to, to get people on a list. Um, but I want to just pull up this email here. Because I did reach out to TSA to get some answers to it. I asked them pretty much prior to January 6th, so from January 1st to January 8th of 2021, did you submit any any individual flyers or all flyers names to any specific agency if they were flying within the DC regions? And TSA did say they were going to get back to me. Uh, someone will be in touch with you soon. Um, and then I guess after they read the email and realized there's some legal ramifications for the questions I'm asking, Nobody got back to me at TSA. But listen, they're caught red-handed here. Um, they clearly are surveilling Americans. Um, and, and JD, not even just the, the boarding pass is the issue. You also have to go through additional screenings when you get to the front gate mm -hmm. uh, before you board your plane. But also, and Sony's going to explain it to you too, so I'll start with JD first, but you're also being followed by U.S. Marshals. So JD, yeah. when you got to the airport and you got past the first round of TSA, I texted you and we were communications and you thought everything was a-okay, but then something happened afterwards. Let our audience know what happened after you passed the original TSA gate and went through the normal process and then you made your way over to your, your gate. So when I was sitting down, um, mind you, I, I left pretty early just in case, but once I was uh, at my gate area, there was specific individuals who were, they kept, you know, they kept staring and um, me being who I am, I'm pretty observant of individuals who are either one following me or staring, you know, a little too hard than more harder than I need to be. But um, I didn't tell you this part, Brianna, the, the funny part was uh, three individuals, they actually end up coming up together and they're sitting there talking and one of them literally goes, oh, that's him right there. And they all just start staring at me. So they're not they're not even hiding that they're trying to surveil us, you know, um, but at the same time, I don't know how serious they feel about the situation when they're openly stating, oh, look, there he is. And then they're just sitting there talking about me and constantly, you know, staring over in my direction, make sure I'm not doing anything uh, terroristic, I guess. I don't know. But it's um, it's not it's not fun to be sitting somewhere 
you know, by yourself and having individuals like that constantly following you or doing, cause it's, it goes back to like prior to when I was arrested, I, I had a lot of problems. Anytime I heard a knock on the door, I heard a, an ambulance go, or, or, you know, anything like that. It, it, it gave me anxiety because even after I was arrested, I always felt that I was being watched and followed and hearing all the horror stories. And then to find out when you're going to an air, airline, you actually are being uh, followed and watched. It, it still gives you a little bit of anxiety because you feel like you're walking on eggshells now. You say the wrong thing, look at the wrong person, you know, um, anything could happen at that point. So it, it's um, it's a little bit nerve wracking. It's, it's unfortunate that we have individuals, family members. I have a good friend, Kevin Creek, who I was in prison with. He found out while we were in prison that his daughter was coming home from a, an event and she was flagged on the TSA watch list. Um, obviously, he's in prison. She's flying out and she is caught up in this situation. She's a she's 19, 20, I believe. Um, so they are they are going after all of us and anybody that would potentially, you know, give us some type of stir up, I believe. Uh, I don't know how they're choosing or how they're or how long we have to stay on this. That's something that I haven't been able to get an answer about because for the longest of time after I was arrested, I used to drive everywhere. I mean, I, I would drive to New Mexico because I didn't want to deal with what was going on at TSA with the TSA and all the airlines. Um, yeah. But. Now, I, I don't have that option. I have to fly for, for work, but this is what I deal with every single time now. Yeah, and you shouldn't have to deal with it. That's the reality. And, and just to remind our audience again, uh, you are a veteran. So, uh, and like many veterans, J6ers who are dealing with this anytime now that they hear, because, and, and I know this wasn't exactly your case, but um, I know a lot of people who are veterans who are have anxiety because they were swatted by the by the federal government when it was simply just something a misdemeanor or trespassing which normally you just get a ticket for you're not even arrested from what what people have told me on these on these charges but they swatted their homes they they flash bangs all these extra additives that they didn't have to do uh, they did and so it's understandable why you'd be uh, concerned and and now you are being surveilled at the airport so yeah mm-hmm. it's not it's not you know, I thought that's just in your back of your your head. It's actually happening. Sonia, the program's called The Quiet Skies, and it is a terror watch list. Um, you know best about this. Um, usually there's three U.S. Marshals who I believe follow you. Are they making their way onto the flights as well with these individuals and flying to their destination, or is it just they follow you through the airport and that's it? No, Brianna. Sometimes we'll they'll follow you from your home. So you're going to you're gonna have a minimum of three. Okay, there could be more. If you're on a standby list, if you have a potential standby that you're on two or three different flights, if you had three flights in one day as standby, they're going to be at minimum of nine air marshals standing by waiting for you to be on any particular flight that you're on that's to and from. And, and the thing that's happening here that TSA, and we've caught them red-handed, they lie. They lied and they've put indicators inside a computer system they've manipulated a national database computer system and put that individuals like jd broke into the capital that's what they're putting on the i've seen these orders i know exactly what they're doing we have people that weren't even there they weren't even in the area and they had been charged with uh in a database that they can't get their name out by some data entry person at tsa headquarters with breaking into the capital now that's very serious when you put that someone is broken into the capital of course, any flight manifest, any, anybody that's trying to check you in at the airport, they're going to freak out when they see your name because you're flagged. I mean, they're going to treat you differently. Anybody, anywhere you go within the airline industry, within TSA that has access to this database and they see you, you are going to be mud, yeah. period.
Yeah, yeah, and you have to. So I was talking with the J Sixer, didn't go into the Capitol, nonviolent again, um, and he was pulled over by the police. And he said the officer, who he wasn't supposed to sell him, tell him that he was labeled in his system as a domestic terrorist. But he felt bad for the guy. So the police officer did tell him, um, you, "You're being, you're coming up as a domestic terrorist when I run your plates." And for J Sixers, um, that's horrible, right? So uh, let's just say a cop sees that they're on edge now because they don't know why you're being flagged as a domestic terrorist. And it's already it's already high tension when you're considering how dangerous it could be pulling people over in the middle of the night. And so I feel I feel really bad for these officers and I feel really bad for these J6ers who are, again, nonviolent. It's like the system, they're all flagged as domestic terrorists. Um, JD, before we go, I want you to express to our audience, um, like I said, you were just a videographer. You were not there as a protester, but they've gone after you, targeted you. How has your life changed since January 6th? Uh, it's, it's changed pretty dramatically. Um, you know, for since the moment I was arrested on January 20th, uh, 2021, I was unable to get work. Obviously the FBI took all of my, my gear, my, my, my phones, my tablets, my computer, my camera, the stuff that I, um, did all my work on and I still haven't received any of that back. So finding work was extremely hard. The film industry in general, uh, very left-wing as most people know, once they found out about me, I was blacklisted from doing any kind of work within the film industry anymore. Um, even here in Pensacola, it doesn't have a really a big film community, but there's a lot of individuals that knew who I am, know who I am, and um, it was easy for me to not get work because of that. So, uh, outside of that, all the legal bills, the you know the stress and anxiety that my my family has to go through, my family's still going through. So you know, finding you know. Our new community, I guess you could say, it's the best way to put it, because, you know, once this happened, a lot of people that pretended that you're they were your friends and had your back, all of a sudden treated you as if you were a domestic terrorist because of whatever it is that they wanted you to, uh, they wanted to make you as. And all of the people that know me know that what I do for a living is is film work. I mean, literally in December, I had an interview with WKRG, which is one of the local news stations, and I told them I was going to D.C. They knew I was in D.C. On, D on January 7th, they called me and hired me on after finding out that I was in D.C. And that was the whole reason why I was there. I was hoping, like, I was trying to become a camera person. I was trying to become a journalist. I wanted to do the things that you're doing now um, in, in hopes of furthering my career. And I thought that what was happening at January 6th was actually going to launch my career. Instead, it did the exact opposite. Um, but that's some stuff that, you know, is not handing out in, in court right now uh, with my appeal. The whole works, as, as you saw. Um, but you know, we're, we're moving forward. We do have amazing patriots, Americans like yourselves that are helping us and keeping us afloat and, you know, making sure that people do know what our story is and know how to help us. Um, best thing for me though, I could tell, I'm going to throw it out there is, uh, even with the time that I've served and everything I'm going through, uh, I have been able to do this because of my, my faith. Uh, you know, God has been my entire backbone for this entire thing. And we know that regardless of what's going to happen, we're going to make it out at the, at the end of the tunnel with this. Um, and it's all for his glory at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. JD, what you've had to endure is incredible um, because you're very optimistic still and, and you mm -hmm. are still fighting for justice for yourself. And, um, and you also, you're constantly referring me to other J6ers telling me their stories and we're trying our best to, you know, bring a light to this because 
I don't think most Americans really understand. I mean, our audience does, but I don't think most Americans understand like how nasty the federal government can get when they come after you for mm -hmm. something as simple as just walking through uh, the Capitol, which you are legally allowed to walk into because you're a United States taxpayer and it's your building mm -hmm. and you weren't violent. Um, and, and like many J6ers say, they weren't, they weren't told to leave the building. They weren't um, you know, officers held the door open for them. Um, mm -hmm. There's a lot of corruption around the issue, but you're also a member of the media and um, you should be protected. They should have never prosecuted you. You should have never went to jail. Uh, but we're gonna, we're hopeful that we're gonna have our moment where uh, all this turns around and, and people like you, JD, do get your redemption in court. Uh, Sonia, for those at home right now, if they're concerned whether or not they might be on a list and this might be happening to them, uh, any tips on how they could kind of just be alert and and not confront the officers because you don't want to get into a confrontation with them, but maybe just be aware and, and just be alert. Is there anything that you think that people should just look out for? Well, I think, number one, when you get a boarding pass and it's printed out and you have uh, triple S's on it, I know taking a picture is one thing, but I would keep that as evidence. We don't know where this is going to end up one day. And that boarding pass is your evidence that that absolutely occurred. And if you see the if you see the triple S's on your boarding pass, you won't be able to remotely check in when you get to the airport. You just need to prepare and check the flight schedules because their number one goal is for you to miss your flight. They don't want you to get where you're going from point A to point B. So just know this is going to be a long term inconvenience and and I think a violation of your of your rights, JD. I'm sorry this has happened to you. Thank you for your service to our country. I mean, here we are. You know, uh, almost three years now, we're, we're getting close to three years since January 6th. And look at the money and the resources that TSA is willing to expend on individuals when there's no case. There's no case for them to be a terrorist. They've not tried to take an aircraft. They've done nothing wrong other than walk through the Capitol. So I want people to realize we're coming on a three-year timeline. And this is where our hundreds of millions of dollars are being spent with the air marshals. Mm -hmm. We are wasting billions of dollars right now. Yeah, we are. We are. It's it's pretty disgraceful. Uh, I want to direct our audience. If you'd like to help JD's family out, uh, they could use it because the appeal process is is very expensive. So you can head over to his Give Send Go page. I believe it's Justice for the number four JD uh, is is the end of that. There you go, Justice for JD. So give that a look. Um, thank you guys so much for both being with us. I appreciate your time, Sonia and JD. We'll uh, we'll keep our audience up to date with this, and I look forward to having you both back on. Givaderm is all natural products. I use it twice a day, I use it in the morning, and I also use it before I go to bed. And if you're looking to also improve your under eye a little bit, I've got to recommend this one for you too. It's also on Givaderm's website right now. It is the eye cream. It's incredible. I use this under my eyes as well at nighttime. I love it. You don't put that much. Literally, a very, very small amount will do a lot. So that little amount got both of my eyes and it's incredible. I definitely noticed the dark circles under my eyes have uh, significantly um, gotten lighter, which is super important. And um, the creases as well, between this and the five care assists, five step system that I use, um, it's been incredible for my skin. So I highly recommend if you're gonna get the five step system, definitely add this one on, it's a great one. Uh, it's the eye cream and it's another one that I highly recommend. You have to get this product. Click down at the link below. Givaderm is the product name and the promo code for 10% off right now is Brianna. Wow.
Yeah, well, let's be honest, right? Under Joe Biden, we've had plenty of economic woes. Woes! And uncertainties. Like many of you, I was getting a little nervous. So I turned to my dad for some advice. He's great at investing his money. He said there's only one thing to do, and that's to invest in gold and silver. I've never done it before. So I called our friend, Dr. Kirk Elliott. And I don't regret it at all because, let me tell you guys, he gave me all the details I needed. So if you're like me and you're just trying to get your foot in the door and kind of figure out what's the best way to invest your funds, I highly recommend right now you go to kirkelliottphd.com slash Brianna. That's kirkelliottphd.com slash Brianna or call 720-605-3900. That's 720-605-3900. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. We are here to defend democracy. The misinformation poses a threat to our nation's health. Climate change is immersed. Democratic socialism. Codified. Everyone's right to choose. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15. Glenn and the team have been great supporters of this show, which is why I'm so proud to partner with them. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military veterans and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. PatriotMobile.com slash Brianna. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Brianna. Or call 878-PATRIOT.